Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us today. Tom Skilling, our beloved meteorologist, is with us. How are you today, Tom? I am doing great, Lisa. How are you? I'm, I'm enjoying this nice weather, watching the radar, because there'll be a couple little thunderstorms popping here and there. But uh, other than that, doing great. Are you doing well? I am doing great. I'm excited about Bruce Springsteen at Wrigley Field tomorrow night. A little worried that rain or storms might affect the concert. You know, I have heard in the past where meteorologists are hired to be on site for concerts or movies or whatever is being filmed in town because they need they need your recommendation, number one, for any warnings. But also it has something to do with insurance purposes and whether they call oh. a concert or whether they stop filming. Have you ever done anything like that? You know, I, I've been occasionally called by our TV crews when they're out doing a remote broadcast. Uh, when we used to do the Cubs games, they would call up and ask about it. I, I worked with the director for the the movie The Weatherman that involved Nicolas Cage a couple of years ago, and he would call at times from the, the shooting site uh, wondering about the state of the sky because I guess they were worried about the lighting. You're right. You know, um, outfits like our city of Chicago Streets and Sand Department, they contract with private weather services, as do our ball clubs, so that if there's, like, rain during a ball game, they have somebody to call and find out what the chances are they'll get it done. And with streets and sand, they want to know how much snow is going to come down. So, um, you know, there are meteorological groups that do just that. Interesting. And I know you're doing something on Wednesday with former former Governor Jim Edgar. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. Governor Edgar's alma mater is the University of Illinois down in Champaign. And about three years ago, he called me and asked me to do a climate change talk. Uh, he does something interesting, Lisa. He involves uh, a group he calls his Edgar's Fellows. These are uh, government officials from all levels of Illinois government. And every August, he gathers the group down at Champaign on the University of Illinois campus. And these folks hear from a range of speakers over a week's time on all manner of subjects that may be important to them. And I was asked to talk on climate change, and I asked at the time if I could, uh, if they would extend an invitation to Dr. Seth Darling of Argonne Labs, who I thought they would be interested in hearing from as well. He's a climate researcher and an energy expert. So uh, the two of us are going down for the third consecutive year to give a talk on uh, Thursday, and it's always a lot of fun to meet our legislators from all over the government. These are mayors. They're alder people, they're state legislators, uh, and of course, they're very interested in what's going on in our world. Well, and with the the weather, Tom, my gosh, the weather has played such a factor in every part of our daily lives, and I still don't understand those who resist climate change, especially after what we just went through in July. July, the hottest month ever on record? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The oceans are the hottest ever. We have marine heat waves. I mean, you heard about that 101-degree water temperature in the Florida Keys. That may be the hottest ocean temperature measured anywhere in the world. Uh, The Persian Gulf is known for high water temps, but that may have even passed that. And, of course, they're worried about coral bleaching 
and sea level rise. And so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, there's a real effort in this country to decarbonize transportation so that we can cut down on gases. And we're making some progress on that. And we're going to make a lot more. Can we make progress without the help of countries like China and India? They've got to get involved. This has got to be an international effort. There's no question. And um, they seem to get the message. Uh, Now, how much they'll contribute, we'll see. But, uh, you know, their people are kind of mad about the fact they uh, they deal with smog all the time and crummy air quality and the health consequences of that. So there's some pressure even in totalitarian, uh, you know, states like China to do something about it. And there's no question, Lisa, we can't do this by ourselves. Everybody and China's become the major producer of carbon dioxide uh, in recent years. So that's a heating gas that we got to do something about. Okay, you can do something about this question because I think maybe what they saw online might have been photoshopped, but this is a question that came in for you, Tom, just now. Hey, Lisa, could you please ask Tom Skilling if there is such a phenomenon where water during a storm recedes so far back from the shore that the level of the lake drops drastically and then a few hours later comes back? Recently, there was a picture on Facebook of Lake Winnebago in Wisconsin showing this with someone photoshopping. So it sounds like oh. as if there was, uh, you know, uh, a, you know how it pulls back during a, a tsunami yeah. or something. Is that what they're talking about, I guess? Oh, yeah. You, you know, there's a phenomenon. We, for years, called it a seish. Now the terminology is meteo tsunami. Uh, and this is uh, where you get thunderstorm lines that go off the shoreline here, blow the water over to Michigan. It reflects off the Michigan side, comes back at us. So for a time, there's a drop in the lake level. And then, you know, about an hour or two after it passes, the storm passes, the water comes back. We had fishermen killed on Montrose Pier back in the 1950s. There were eight fishermen who died when uh, one of the lake levels started uh, uh, rising, and they were swept off the pier and killed. So uh, it's a real event. It's happened in Florida. Uh, it happens in all bodies of water. And so, yeah, there is such a phenomenon. Okay, so what they saw on Facebook was real. See, I asked you if you had a question for Tom Skilling, and he's got the answer. We always appreciate you. Hang on. We're going to get the current temps and a check on traffic, and then we'll come back and talk about the weather and the records that have been broken and everything else. First, Mary, what's the temp now and what's happening traffic-wise? All right. Springsteen, that's, um, that's tomorrow night, and, you know... If you know me, you know I'm a Springsteen fan, and I've seen him quite a few times, but Rich Lenkoff, the attorney that you hear on WGN Radio every week, is some kind of fanatic that I've not met because I heard John Williams today say that Rich Lenkoff has seen Springsteen 140 times. I thought I was a music fan. I thought that I went to a lot of concerts. There is no artist that I've seen 140 times. How about you? Have you... How many times have you seen your favorite artist? Send me a text and let me know. 312-981-7200. And Tom, I I am concerned about the weather because, you know, we did talk about the chance that there might be rain tomorrow night. And that would hopefully not interfere too too much with the Springsteen show at Wrigley. But what are we we looking at tonight and over the next couple hours this afternoon? Do we have thunderstorms or rain or what? 
Yeah, there about twenty to forty percent of the area will see some thunderstorms, and the same tomorrow. I didn't answer your question about the Bruce, uh, Bruce Springsteen concert. It's not a done deal that that's going to be rained out, but there could be some showers and thunderstorms in the area, so it'd be good to have some rain gear. Uh, Wrigley Field is a great venue for that. I saw James Taylor there a couple of years ago. It's, oh. uh, have fun at that, uh, Lisa. I will. There and are... you know what, Tom? I think this is yeah. his last tour with the E Street Band. And I saw him in Minneapolis in, oh, probably January or February. But to see him at Wrigley one more time is going to be fantastic. Awesome. And you're right. It's a great yeah. venue. And I don't care if it pours during the whole concert. As long as the concert <laughs> takes place, I'll have my poncho on. Well, you know, and, and, and didn't I hear Beyonce uh, had a concert out east, and thunderstorms came in, and she apparently put out $100,000 to pay for a train to take her fans home uh, and keep the, the train lines running longer. Oh so, my gosh. you know, these concerts are weather-dependent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's amazing. People said their lives were changed after seeing her just a couple weeks ago yeah. at the United Center. These shows are, are they're so big now. Now, they're expensive, but... They're big. So what do we, um, we broke records in July, right? Was that nationwide or just Chicago? Yeah. No, it was nationwide. And, you know, we still lead of all states with the number of tornadoes for the year to date. Uh, we're ahead of Texas, Nebraska, and Missouri and Iowa. Uh, we have over 115 tornadoes, and that number may have crept up since I last saw it. And across the country, we had 6,600 preliminary severe weather reports filed with the Storm Prediction Center. That's a record for July. We had more tornado and thunderstorm watches issued across the country in July than at any time since 2003. And look what happened yesterday out east. I mean, all the big cities, Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta. Atlanta had 71-mile-an-hour wind gusts. They had 50-plus-mile-an-hour gusts in the nation capital, nation's capital. We had over 1,100 preliminary severe weather reports, wind damage and so forth. They still have a quarter million people without electricity out there uh, in the wake of those storms. So it's been an active summer in many parts of the country. Yeah, I hope if people are flying today, they check their flights before they go to O'Hare or Midway, because with that kind of storm on the East Coast, sometimes that's impacted. If we do get clear skies, will we see the meteor shower? Oh, that's a, that's a good point. Perseids uh, peaks this weekend. Uh, the first meteors with Perseids have already started showing up. They usually start showing up in July. But uh, they figure Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mornings will be the peak. And, uh, look, there could be some trouble Friday night with thunderstorms, but I think Saturday night and Sunday morning uh, looks okay. So let's hope we see it. You know, it's kind of interesting. We go through the dust of a comet, and some of these things that we see as meteors are actually little grains of sand burning up in the upper atmosphere 40 to 70 miles above us. They move at 133,000 miles an hour into the atmosphere and burn up. And that's what we'll see as we uh, go through the tail of a comet, the Swift-Tuttle comet this weekend, and and see those meteors. By the way, Lisa, last year we had a full moon, which obscured a lot of the meteors during the uh, August uh, Perseids run. This year we'll have only 10% illumination by the moon. So it ought to be, if the weather will cooperate, we ought to have a good sky in which to see these things this weekend. Okay, that's fun. That's a reason to be out. I, I think it's usually good around 11 or midnight. And of course, you need to be outside of the city lights and get away from light pollution. But if you're out in the country, that's a fun thing okay. to witness. 
And by the way, Lisa, people say, where do you look for it? They can occur anywhere. Uh, so uh, there's no particular place you look at. Uh, just keep your eye on the sky. Uh, they can come in at you um, from almost any direction. And Tom, what are we looking at for a forecast over the next couple days? Well, the temperatures are where they ought to be in August. Uh, we could creep up close to 90 and be humid on Friday, but the next couple of days will be basically be in the 80s. We've got a few scattered thunderstorms uh, into this evening. They'll fade out tonight. Could be a few scattered thunderstorms. Most of them are going to pass south of us tomorrow night and late in the day. But a few could brush our area. Uh, they ought to be out of here Thursday. And Friday, we'll do the same thing again. Later in the day or Friday night, there's pretty good chance of some thunderstorms. Saturday ought to be dry. Sunday ought to be okay. And then Sunday night, Monday, we get another cluster of storms. So these things kind of come in at day and a half intervals uh, around here, at least uh, in the next uh, week or so. And they're pretty scattered this time of year, right? So maybe we can get those concerts in? Let's hope so. Yeah, they are scattered. You know, summer rains are notoriously unevenly distributed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look at the six inches we had south of us uh, last Friday night, Saturday morning. So you went down to Iroquois County, for instance, and places like that. Uh, So let's hope we we get some holes in it tomorrow for uh, the concert and have fun out there. I sure will. Thank you so much, Tom. Have a beautiful day. You too, Lisa. Take care. Always fun talking to you. We love talking to you. In fact, somebody just sent in a text and said, I'd like to know if Mr. Skilling is aware that he is quite the fan club of those who are listening, especially in the 50 to 60 age group. We love our Tom. Yes, we do. That conversation is brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. And